0: Hello everyone, I'm Blake Farha and
1: I'm Jasmine.
0: and we are your tour guides into Sleep County. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. We're really excited to be bringing you our very first episode of See You in Sleep County. See You in Sleep County is a podcast which is all about personal journeys and our personal experiences of the world and we use these tales to Get your mind off of all those things that are distracting you to help you rest, relax, lull you into a very nice, peaceful state so that we can meet later in Sleep County. Uh, We are very excited to be here with you today. Um, And as this is our very first episode, uh, Jazz and I wanted to talk a little bit about what got us excited about this project. Jazz, maybe you can start by telling us a little bit about what got you excited about this project?
1: Well, I've been writing in one form or another since I was, well, for as long as I can remember, really. And I've been keeping journals since I was seven years old. And these stories, the stories that we'll be exploring in CU County, come from different journal entries over the course of my life that have been expanded upon um, to create stories that love people into a state of sleep a state of relaxation and i love the idea of using the written form in in a way that i haven't explored before
0: Mm. yeah that's great um and uh i'm just curious like (laughs) you've been chronicling your life since you were seven years Mm -hmm. old what 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 was seven year old jazz's mental state (laughs) that she thought okay i need to write this down
1: i think actually my first journal was uh was a school assignment from what I remember and so I would write stories about my family and sometimes I would just straight up lie um, to make my stories more interesting so I think it's progressed since then where uh, now I'm a bit better at telling the truth but um, yeah finding finding the beauty in that in that truth and telling stories from that.
0: That's great. And uh, do you know how many books you have? Like, how many how many books does your journal, your life journal, comprise? Oh
1: wow, I have no idea. I have boxes in different countries, all over the world, uh, where I've left crumbs of my of my story. So yeah, dozens (laughs) upon dozens.
0: You're the you're the verbal equivalent of uh, Hansel and Gretel.
1: (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Trying to pick up the (laughs) pieces.
0: And uh, and, uh, I'm just curious if there was anything else that kind of got you excited about working on this project.
1: I think for myself, sleep is is such a sanctuary. It's a place where I go when everything else fades away, where I can rest, where I can dream, where I can explore worlds that I couldn't explore in waking life. And I understand um, for myself and for many other people Falling asleep with all that's happening inside my mind can sometimes be uh, a challenge. So I love the idea of bringing people softly into what I've referred to for a long time as Sleep County, um, that place that exists outside of this world.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's really nice. I think that's part of what really got me excited about this project as well. Um, I have such a troubled relationship with sleep. I always have. Since I was a kid, I remember even as young as, you know, 12, 13 years old, being in grade school and just looking at the alarm clock and seeing, oh God, it's three in the morning and I have I have to get up in three hours to go get ready for school. And uh, I've never, really never had a healthy relationship with sleep. And uh, I, I have found that, you know, listening to stories or, you know, even just having someone tell you a story, even as, a, as an adult can be so soothing and really take your mind off of all those crazy thoughts that are going on up there and uh, preventing preventing sort of relaxation and rest so the thought of yeah using your stories and using my voice to help bring people to a peaceful state it's really really exciting it just brings me a lot of joy to know that like we're helping as you said we're the we're the tour guides bringing people to sleep county it's so nice
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and i'm also just really excited to have the chance to work with you um uh, for anyone listening, Jazz is currently living. Where are you living, Jazz?
1: I'm living in Portugal at the moment.
0: And I'm all the way in Berlin, Germany. So we're bringing you this podcast over the airwaves. And uh, I really love, you know, Jazz is one of my closest and dearest friends. And I, I really looked forward to the opportunity to yeah, do something together that wasn't just chatting, but was actually creating something beautiful together. So this is, this is a really fun opportunity for us to work together.
2: Mm,
1: absolutely. I feel the same.
0: So um, enough about us, and for all of you listening, I'm sure you're going, when are we going to get to the sleep story? Um, that's coming. Uh, we'll keep the gab to a minimum for future episodes, but we just wanted to kind of lay a foundation and give you all an idea of why we're doing this. and yeah what it's about and now so jazz has written a beautiful story um, which i'm going to read to you to help lull you into sleep and rest uh and i would love to just hear a little bit about what's this story about jazz can you tell our our listeners what, what what they're about to get involved in
1: yeah absolutely um this story takes place in berlin actually it was um the summer before i moved to portugal and i was living in uh, what's called in German a garden house, literally a garden house. Um, and it's uh, it's in like a complex almost of of similar houses and gardens where typically German people will go to spend time in the summer to have a little bit of nature, to relax and to do some gardening. And I found myself living in one of these houses um, completely illegally, of course. Um, but it was a beautiful summer and I have a lot of fond memories of that that place and that time. Um, especially as it was my last my last time in Berlin, uh, a city that I love very dearly. So yeah, the story is just one beautiful afternoon. Um, actually I think it was the day <laughs> it was the day that I moved into that house. So yeah, this was a particularly oh, wow. fond memory of mine.
0: Oh, wonderful. And can you tell us a bit about what happens in this story?
1: Yeah, it's um, it's just an exploration of senses, really, of appreciating oh. the world around me through sight, through sound, through taste, through touch. Um, yeah, very meditative and contemplative journey, but very present, very much exploring um, the beauty of the present moment.
0: Oh wow, that sounds really exciting. Well, it's a it's a very beautiful, very peaceful story and I'm looking really forward to bringing it to life for uh for all of those of you listening. Uh, jazz before before we uh, get to the story i was wondering i mean you're you're a writer you're a journaler you're a a lover of communication Mm -hmm. i wonder you know if people when they wake up tomorrow feeling rested and feeling peaceful want to learn more about what you do or want to hear your thoughts on nonviolent communication where can people find your work because your your work is so fantastic
1: Um, thank you blake that means so much to me um yeah, I have um, a series of articles, and I also run workshops, um, all of which can be found on my website, liberationandlove.com. Mm,
0: okay, great. And so you've got articles, and what, what kind of things do your articles touch on?
1: Oh, um, I'm, I'm obsessed with humans, <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I love to explore relationships, uh, inner workings, vulnerability, communication, connection. So these are some of the things that I explore in my articles on my
2: website.
0: Oh, wonderful. Okay, well then, uh, for all of you listening, that's liberationandlove.com. You can find out more about what jazz does and find out more how nonviolent communication can help you work with the people around you and work with yourself even, I think. Uh, a lot of times I feel like I use these techniques even just with myself, you know, when I'm, when I'm maybe not being so kind to myself. Mm-hmm. Great. Thanks for sharing that, Jazz. Mm, thank you. All right, well, uh, that's enough from us, and I think now we're going to get ready to listen to this wonderful story written by Jazmire, and we are going to uh, lull you into a restful place. If you fall asleep during the story, that's wonderful. That's exactly what we want, and uh, just know that we'll be seeing you in Sleep County. As we prepare for tonight's story, gently close your eyes and snuggle into bed allow yourself to find the position that feels just right just take a moment wiggle around a little bit really look for that position that just makes you go ah. I'll give you another moment you found that perfect spot nestled amongst the covers take a nice, slow deep breath letting all the worries of the day drift away as you exhale imagine the air falling into your belly and chest as you breathe in effortlessly and as you breathe out imagine the breath Falling out of you again. Let's do that one more time. Just take a nice, deep, effortless breath in. And a nice, deep, effortless breath out. Letting all the tension of the day come with you. Letting all the tension of the day... Release with that breath. Take a moment to feel the bed beneath you, gently supporting your body. Release any tension you might be feeling, starting with the muscles in your face. One by one, just allow them to go slack. Really notice all the muscles in your body and see if you can find where there's tension or where there's tightness. Let's start with your arms, shoulders and chest. Just check in with those muscles and really see what's tight. And just let those muscles in your arms, shoulders and chest relax your attention to your belly your lower back and just let them sink into the mattress now let's slowly move down to our legs release any tightness in your thighs your knees your calves and your feet and enjoy for a moment feeling of total relaxation, your body totally at ease, take another deep breath in, and now a deep effortless breath out.
2: afternoon trip.
0: We sat on the bench, he and I, gazing ahead in an easy silence. The conversation that had been sparked earlier had now died down, leaving us each the liberty to wordlessly ponder the scene before
2: us. There was space between our bodies, just an inch or two just enough to know the other was there. It was a comfortable distance, the same
0: way it was a comfortable silence. If either one wanted to, we could have leaned in and shifted the focus from the image ahead
2: to the person beside. But for now, we were happy just watching.
0: The bench edged a grassy yard, the opposite side of which was lined with a series of mismatched trees, and it was this scene that had drawn our gaze. In the moments following the last utterance of our conversation, I'd allowed my eyes to take in the whole picture. The line of trees appeared to me as a gathering of friends, the kind of friends that don't quite fit together each tree speaking its own language amid the muttering of its neighbors. Now I allowed myself the time to linger on each individual tree, drinking in their separate personalities, the soft wind caressing their leaves, bringing out the idiosyncrasies that so defined each one. There was old man oak, massive and gnarled, speaking of time gone by and reminiscing on better days. His leaves rustled good-naturedly, but not without a hint of tiredness. I could almost hear him groaning under the weight of the last hundred years, branches heavy with acorns nearly ready to fall, ready to hand over the old man's legacy
2: to a newer generation. He was the stalwart
0: of the group, sturdy and stable, an institution unto himself. His bark showed the scars and wrinkles that distinguished him as a senior among his peers. Calling for a certain respect, I was awed by his apparent wisdom, collected over a century of watching the world move and change before him. He had seen so much, with a patience and acceptance befitting a kindly grandfather.
2: Beside Old Man
0: Oak stood a giant poplar tree, towering over her surroundings. At first glance, she appeared refined and elegant. Standing tall and graceful, her roots buried deep in the soil, her uppermost branches caressing the sky. But the wind revealed another side to her, sassy, opinionated, occasionally outrageous just for the sake of it. It was clear to me that the poplar epitomized an older lady who had, nevertheless, maintained a certain quality of charm and youth. Her heart-shaped leaves danced wildly in the breeze, though her frame remained calm and steady. I was entranced by the rippling foliage, moving in waves with each gust of wind. She chattered away to her arboreal cohorts, to me, to my companion, to the birds, the wind, the clouds, whoever would listen. It didn't seem to matter. She enjoyed her own conversation enough to remain unfazed by the rest of us. Concluding the party was a stoic pine, upright in stature, in word and in deed. His long, straight trunk and parallel branches expressed a deep sincerity. I almost shrank in his presence the way one does in the presence of any authority figure, even when innocent. The wind, in contrast to the pine's immediate neighbor, didn't make him dance so much as bristle. He didn't follow the poplar's brazen movements, and I imagined his proximity to her was less than ideal for
2: such a serene being. Nevertheless, he did not complain so much as bear with it. His was a
0: simpler and less extravagant existence. Had he been able, he would stand here alone, whiling away the years in the pleasure of his own company. He enjoyed watching the people on the bench the same way they enjoyed watching him, in a
2: detached and impersonal way.
0: I sat, soaking in these impressions, touched by the distinct personality of each one. I let my mind wander, allowing myself to imagine what the life of a tree might be like, and found myself melting into the thought. The feeling of their peaceful fortitude relaxed me and brought my mind and body almost to a standstill. I could feel the eons
2: wash over me, human preoccupations becoming meaningless, lost in the calm.
0: Grateful for the quietude of a moment in which to observe these ageless beings, I took a deep breath and closed my eyes, imprinting the scene and the accompanying peace into my memory.
2: When I opened my eyes again, after what felt like a suspended eternity, my companion was looking at me.
0: We smiled, and with the ease of those who have known each other for a long time, another conversation was sparked. We leaned into each other now, my hand curling around his, my head occasionally finding his shoulder. As I listened to his voice, I felt the soft hum of his baritone reverberate through my chest, emanating from the point at which I leaned into
2: him. His words floated through me, lulling me further into the depths of my calm.
0: He spoke of the vibrance and clarity of the day, the bird song, plans for the future, memories of the past. His words wove together with the warmth of his fingers and he caressed my hand as it nestled in his. When we finally left, his arm around my shoulders, mine wrapped around his waist, I bid a silent farewell to my new friends and thanked them for what they had shared with me. They receded behind us as we walked slowly down the grassy path that led back to our little garden house. Surrounded by other, similar cottages, ours was tucked away in a tiny, quiet community, something of a hamlet in the midst of a larger, bustling city.
2: This little settlement was a quiet patch of green, untouched by the busyness surrounding it. It was a place
0: characterized by a restful constancy. When we reached the garden gate, I smiled gently at the sight of our own patch of green, the stepping stones leading crookedly up to the house, the partially tended garden sprouting bunches of yellow flowers, the bushes and shrubs quietly keeping them company the garden gnomes and ornaments dotting the place with a quaint charm. I wasn't ready to go inside, and now that I was back in the company of our own trees, I knew I wanted to get to know them too. After a brief rummage in the cottage, I lay a picnic blanket out in the garden, smoothing down the soft fabric and feeling the damp warmth of the grass beneath. The sun embraced me gently as I lay, waiting for my companion to
2: join me. Around me I heard the lilting
0: song of a blackbird, the thrum of a woodpecker in the neighbor's walnut tree, the drowsy buzz of bees drinking deeply from
2: my flower bed. Soon I heard,
0: among the garden song, soft footsteps approaching over the grass. He came bearing the gifts of summer, and we picnicked together, half sitting, half lying, enjoying the lazy sunshine and the fruits he had brought. Red and ripe, the strawberries glistened like gems, enticing me to partake. Again, I felt drawn to the details, the rich hue, the taut skin. I appreciated every tiny seed punctuating the fruit with a corresponding dimple. Each strawberry seemed like a
2: small miracle, the gift of life distilled. I took one and upon lifting it,
0: the subtle perfume of the fruit unraveled, delicately caressing my senses. Even the touch of the strawberry's flesh on my fingers couldn't be overlooked. I took a bite, letting the
2: flavor consume me. I was dropped into an inner world of joy, of lightness, of pleasure. The simplicity of that moment was a pleasure unto itself. I wanted for nothing. I lacked nothing. The flavor of the strawberry, the heady smell of grass and earth, of flowers and fruit. The comfort of the blanket beneath me, the warmth of the sun on my skin. The wordless
0: but ever-present companionship. I melted into the moment the same way I had melted into the timelessness of the trees. The singular present, mingled with all past occurrences and all future possibilities, seemed to embrace me. I smiled at the beauty of it all, expanding my attention once more to the song of the garden and everything in it. It seemed to be humming with life, pulsing with the steady rhythm of
2: existence. Each element fit perfectly with every other. I felt intrinsically connected to all of it, felt myself as part of the earth.
0: A bee floated lazily past me, landing on the pile of strawberries with the air of a friendly neighbor just dropping by. I watched her inspect the strawberry in much the same way I had her antenna moved over the surface of the skin, smelling the fruit, feeling the flesh, searching misguidedly for pollen or nectar. I could see the mark of the day's work. The fine hairs adorning her were dusted with the golden specks of pollen from her sojourn among the flowers. Her legs were laden with her bounty, golden sacks bulging, weighing her down. She continued, patiently, to explore the fruit beneath her, seemingly unhurried, unperturbed, unconcerned with however long it might take.
2: Eventually, though, she concluded that the fruit
0: was not for her, and in a moment her wings were awakened, lifting her off our picnic lunch and back toward the daisies that edged
2: the garden. I watched her for
0: a while longer, before losing her among the leaves and stalks, but was happy to know she had paid us a short visit. The afternoon was beginning to cool, and I shifted myself toward my companion, snuggling into the warmth of his body. We lay in a sleepy daze, curled in each other's arms, breathing softly together. I felt the comforting rise and fall of his chest against my back, lulling me into a serene repose. I drifted gently in and out of sleep, dreaming of warm summer days like that one that stretched on and on. Soon, though, the chill of the evening began to touch us, the day's end signaled by the dew that was starting to settle on the garden. Not yet willing to relinquish this idyllic picnic spot, instead, I inched out from our shared embrace and walked softly across the lawn to find a cozy blanket to bring back. Stepping across the threshold of the house brought me into another world, different from the garden paradise I'd been enjoying, but no less comforting. Inside, it was still warm not yet chilled by the approaching dusk. The orange sunlight slanted in through the windows, casting a soft glow across the living room. Tiny motes of dust were caught suspended in the
2: shaft of light, dancing gently across the air,
0: spinning gracefully in the eddies stirred up by my entrance. The room smelled of clean laundry and candles, of warm fabric and flowers, the unmistakable smell
2: of home. On the couch lay a thick
0: woolen blanket used on those lazy nights spent snuggled up on the couch. Deep purple with a fine beige filigree, the blanket evoked images of an opulently furnished boudoir, at once cozy and grandiose. I bundled it in my arms, feeling the soft fibers warm my skin and give immediate comfort. I took a deep breath, soaking in the familiar scent of the room before turning back the way I'd come.
2: Outside again, the sun was on the brink of setting. Soft rays fell upon our picnic spot,
0: and the whole garden glowed deep orange. The birds were changing their song, the bees still buzzed, but quietly and with less fervor. The garden was getting ready to sleep. My companion had awakened and sat sleepily, bathed in the golden rays upon the padded garden bench that faced the western horizon. I joined him, wrapping us both in the fuzzy woolen blanket, forming something of a cocoon. I turned my gaze to the distance, joining him in watching the sun's last kiss upon the earth. Before us, the sky was speckled with a fluffy layer of rippled clouds that spilled out from the horizon as a sea of minuscule waves.
2: Catching the sunlight, the belly of the
0: clouds reflected its hue, blending yellow, orange, and red. In a breathtaking scene, we watched in silent admiration as the last glow of the sun's orb dropped softly below the horizon, signaling the end of another day.
2: In those final seconds of sunlight,
0: I felt, again, that joy of a perfectly experienced moment feeling the last warmth of the day on my
2: skin, the comfort of the blanket around me, the
0: soft affection of another hand in mine. I allowed myself to recognize the exquisiteness of existence. The pattern of the clouds seemed to me a never-ending repetition of beauty springing up and fading away
2: mimicking the succession of moments I had experienced that day and every day. The moon was rising now,
0: floating softly just above the cottage, casting her gentle light on all below. I felt the tranquility of the
2: night embracing us as the blanket embraced us. We were there for just that moment, and that moment, was perfect. As the evening set
0: in, I felt complete, that, while it had been a day suspended in time, now it was coming to a close. Turning gently to my companion, my hand squeezing his just a little tighter, I stirred us from our reverie. The coziness of indoors was waiting, ready to wrap us in the comfort that inevitably accompanies a warm meal and a soft bed. It was time to leave the garden.
2: At the foot of the
0: door I turned one last time into the night. Sweet dreams, I said softly, thanking whoever,
2: or whatever, was listening for the perfection of that day. That brings us to the end of our story for tonight.
0: That was an afternoon trip, a beautiful short story written by the amazing Jazzmeyer. If you're still awake, I hope you're feeling relaxed and are ready to rest easy. And if you're not quite tired yet, you can always listen to another episode of See You in Sleep County. And hopefully by the end of that wonderful tale, you'll already be lost somewhere deep in the land of dreams. I want to thank you so much for joining us for another episode of See You in Sleep County. As always, if you'd like to become part of this podcast, you can visit patreon.com slash seeyouinsleepcounty and your donations will get you wonderful benefits as well as help us continue to put the time, love, and energy into this podcast that we know it deserves. And if you'd like to support us in another way, tell your friends, family, and loved ones about See You in Sleep County, and let them know just how many beautiful stories are waiting here for them. I want to thank you again for giving us your time and attention and listening to See You in Sleep County. There will be so many stories to come, and we look forward to sharing them all with you. I want to thank you once again for joining us for another episode of See You in Sleep County. I'm Blake Farha,
2: and I want to wish you good night, sweet dreams, and I'll see you in Sleep County.